Welcome to the Why Music Podcast, where we talk to independent artists about their journeys, the inspirations behind their music, and why they make music. This next artist is a country pop singer-songwriter who's just getting started. Doubling as a visual artist as well, she's constantly creating new works. With an EP on the way, we've only seen the surface of her storytelling. Welcome, Christina. Hey. Uh, I always like to start with where your journey with music kind of all started. Okay. Well, whenever I was about eight years old, prior to this, my grandfather, he had like these old country operas where he would bring in like these local bands that would play like bluegrass, country music, gospel, all this kind of stuff. So I grew up around that. And at about like eight years old, he took me to my first piano lessons and I've been hooked ever since. Um, Interesting because I feel like, you know, when you think country, you don't think piano automatically. So what kind of was it that like either, I guess, drew you to piano or like where that piano kind of took you into the stuff you're writing now? You know, whenever... <laughs> Okay, so whenever I was little, I used to go over to my grandfather's because I'm really close with my grandfather due to like all the musical connections and all that great stuff. He had out in his little shed out back where he would play music, he had a piano. And I just remember as a little kid, I would fumble around with it. And so that's kind of like what I was naturally drawn towards. I tried the guitar. He tried to teach me, but the strings were too hard on me as a little kid. And the piano just felt like something that I could like pick up super quickly. So that's just kind of like what I gravitated towards um, just naturally, I guess you could say. Eventually, I started playing the guitar, but whenever I first started out, it was much easier on my little hands. When parents put their kids in music lessons, it's usually piano. Um, mm -hmm. So um, did you then, I mean, I see a guitar in the background, so I'm assuming you play now. Yes. Okay. How did that, did you just pick it up as like a choice or was that another, you know, just kind of fumbling around happened upon it or, you know, your little kid hands got big enough to finally be able to take a stab at it. It was pretty much a combination of all that. My dad actually started about around the same time that I started playing the piano. My dad started playing the guitar. And so then I kind of had somebody in the house that was playing music and so so I would just look at my dad and be like, I want to do that. And so he'd be like, okay, well, here's these chords. And he'd show me like the little power chords. So that way my little hands, it wouldn't be too <laughs> tough. And so I slowly started like going, okay, I want to, I want to try this. And then that's how it all developed for that. And it was so much fun. So where was it from, you know, playing piano, playing guitar, that it kind of turned into actually writing your own music? Ooh, okay. So... I remember growing up, I would always love like writing like little mini stories or thinking up little stories as a kid, but it wasn't until maybe about like 17 that I really actually started like writing. And I knew, I knew from a much younger age that like I wanted to do music, but I didn't know how that translated into anything. Cause I didn't know anything about like, I didn't know anything about songwriters. I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> And so whenever I was like 17, I was going around my community college, um, getting a tour and somebody asked me, what did I want to do? And I just blurted out, oh, I want to be a songwriter. And I was like, that came out of nowhere. And they were like, oh, well, this guy here is a songwriter. You should meet him. He's one of our professors. I was like, okay, cool. He was just like a guy that wrote in his spare time and he showed me some stuff. And 
I, he said, okay, well, you know, show me some of the stuff that you write sometime. And so I literally went home like a couple of days later and wrote one of my first ever songs and he really liked it. And so from then that was kind of like my little bit of fuel to like keep writing. And then I grew into like this deep love for it. And it's been, it's been crazy. It's been like my avenue to vent about whatever happens in my life. <laughs> you know, it's the best thing on planet earth. <laughs> that seems to be a common denominator. It's a, it's a nice outlet. Um, mm -hmm. So it just kind of essentially, you know, you, it was almost like, you know, in unofficial homework assignment for you to like have something to show this guy that kind of has led into what you're doing now. <laughs> right. I mean, I had written a little bit like maybe off and on whenever I was like 15, 16, but it was never something that I like consciously made the decision. I'm going to be a songwriter <laughs> until that moment. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I've got to show something now. <laughs> I've got to show something for this. I mean, you blurted that out as what you wanted to do. So I think there was definitely some expectation that you had, you know, put some time into that prior. <laughs> so, right. I mean, it was like, a, it was just like little bits here and there. I mean, I had like, like maybe about like four or five songs. It was nothing major, but it was just something that I enjoyed doing every now and then. But from then on out, like, I was like, I'm glad I did that because it really developed into something that yeah it's developed into something <laughs> so when was it in that kind of time frame that you went from you know doing this in that manner to really being like not just do I want to write music but I want to put it out and have my name be attached to it like not like you can be a songwriter and never have your face see the light of day but what made you decide that being an artist was ultimately what you wanted to commit to doing? So for the longest time, I didn't think that I could be an artist. I didn't think that that was something that people would care about in essence. Like I didn't think that I looked like one or I acted like one because I mean, yes, I do my music and stuff like that, but I'm pretty normal. Like I love Starbucks. I love cozy things. I love cozy blankets. Like I'm normal whenever it comes to a lot of <laughs> things. I was like, why would people be interested in like my voice? Cause I didn't think I had that great of a voice at the time either. Like, I just didn't think that that worked. And it was really the, the um, university that I went to where it just like pushed me. And I was like, you know what, let's just try it. Let's give it a go. And I kind of liked it a little bit. So I was like, okay. And I got good feedback. And so I'm very much of like the type of person that's like, okay, if I'm going to do something, I want to be sure that it's a good step. And so I like a lot of feedback from people to see, like to just gauge. And then I got like decent feedback and I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm not bad at being an artist. Maybe I can kind of do this. And so it was just like constant, like little baby steps. It wasn't like one massive giant leap. It was just like little tiny little bits of my self-confidence that just made me go, okay, I think, I think I can do this. Bold move to go for a lot of feedback because, you know, that could be, you know, in the world of creativity and the world of like the entertainment industry specifically, like you're going to get more negative feedback most times than you're going to get good ones. So good for you for being able to stick the leg out on that one. It can be brutal. I mean... So the way that my dad did very much, I credit him with a lot of this because whenever I was younger, 
I was starting to paint and dabble in painting and my dad was a graphic designer and so he would very much like point out like in my drawings from a very early age how to make it better and what I could do to make it better and so I kind of got like a tough skin for that very quickly in my own home like I would get mad at my dad I would be like why are you doing this I like my stuff I don't want to do anything to my stuff and I would just like whenever I was younger I would like a much younger kid I would throw tantrums whenever I'd get older I'd get more moody about it but as now I'm starting to respect it a little bit more and be like okay thank you this has kind of helped me a lot as I've gotten older <laughs> it you know it's it's the uh it's the tough love that you know sometimes mm -hmm. we hate in the moment but may or may not be appreciated after the fact but um that's <laughs> that's funny uh, at least, at least you knew it came from a place of he knows what he's talking about. And it wasn't just like, you know, your dad's like in just like some random business and telling you how to do art, you know? Right. <laughs> like growing up. like, screw that. <laughs> yeah. Growing up, I had a lot of respect for my dad because he has like his own graphic design business. He's had it for like 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so he's very much dealt with all the businessy artist side of stuff. And it, um. He didn't deal with anything painting necessarily like what I did, but he knew all of the different art principles and he could kind of like guide me in like the little beginning stages of it. And it's something that really helped me out whenever I was starting out because I'm very much like a do-it-myself kind of girl. So it um it was good to kind of have like an in-house mentor, you know? 100%. I mean, feedback is is good in that way you know it's one of those things that it's like if it's going to whether you asked for it or not and you might hate it if you don't ask for it and you get it but again it's one of those things that you can look back and appreciate just at least a little bit you know because it got you somewhere oh yeah I mean feedback is one of those things that is so necessary but it is the scariest thing on planet earth and one of the things I heard somebody else talking about was that you have to separate who you are from the creative work that you do. And it makes so much sense because it's like, once you're done with it, you're done with it. And it's its own entity in the world. And it gives me a little bit of peace to know that like, I'm not the work that I created. I am, but it's like, once it's out in the world, it's its own kind of like little thing that if people connect to it, great but it's not like the defining factor of if I'm a good artist or if I'm a good musician, because I've got years of that left. Hopefully God willing, I have years more to create like work, paintings, music, all that great stuff. But just to be able to separate it. Cause in like 10 years, I'm probably going to look back and be like, wow, I could do so much more with that line or that lyric or that color choice or something like that. I'm always going to be growing. So that's, just being able to separate yourself and be like, okay, well, this is that time and that place and letting it live on its own and being proud of it, being proud of, cause that's the best that you could do at the time. So to be about that, because, you know, you can attach yourself to it as much as you want, but then if it's like, you know, then you're going to view it as, oh, people don't like this or this didn't perform very well. So that means that, you know, if you're attached to it at that much, it's going to appear to you like, I'm not good at what I'm doing. And, yes. you know, the other problem with creativity is, you know, we, 
it, that you know there's there's the the one downside to like continuing to grow as you look back at your previous works and are like there's like 10 different things I could change about this to make it better and you know mm-hmm. it's 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 hard to look at but then you got to think about it in the way of okay I know that because I'm better at it now yes so. yes uh, that is some yeah <laughs> yeah 100%. I could go that's a topic that I could like just get so theoretical on because it's so important to me and it's something that I really struggled with, mm-hmm. um, especially whenever I started first out as an artist because it just is so scary and everything. And so, yeah, yeah, I completely 100% can go off on that topic. <laughs> uh, what do you think most often inspires your songwriting? Oh, I think... Hmm. I think it's a lot of, again, I'm normal. So (laughs) I think it's a lot of what I'm going through at the time and finding a way to express it. Like if um, I'm going through like a bad breakup or if I'm having like a good moment in my relationship or if like I'm doing really crappy in school and I've got to get it out or if I need to write a pump up song for myself in the moment like okay I feel like crap right now but I need to write something that's gonna make me feel better about myself (laughs) something that's just just like the human experience I guess just because we all we're all human we all have really crappy moments and I like taking those moments and finding a way to write about them like I said earlier, it seems to be a very common theme that just general life things are very easy to write about. Because that's like, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, it's a, it's very much just a form of self-expression and a way to just kind of get out whatever it is that needs to get out. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, is there something within the, you know, huge category of just general life things that you enjoy writing about the most Ooh, um I love writing I love writing a good breakup or love song of course I love doing that kind of stuff um but I really what I really love is imagery in a song and that's something that like I love to play around with a lot um not really so much in the music that I'm about to release but in like the next like hopefully album that I'm gonna put out soon I want to like delve into like a lot of imagery and um because again this I guess like the visual artist in me coming out I love um you know just being able to describe a scene and describe a room um and that's something that yeah I guess I hopefully I answered that question because I've never really thought about that one too much but I love writing a good love song that's got a lot of like descriptiveness in it and um just really descriptive that the imagery that you can see in the room I love for people whenever they listen to my songs to be able to like see the room imagine the room in their own way or be able to connect to it somehow no that 100% answers the question um I because I and I appreciate that as a thing because you know love songs are constantly being written so being able to kind of narrow that down even more so into like having a certain perspective on it and being able to paint a certain picture with it adds to the equation. Oh, yeah. It's like love songs. I, it's, 
it's one of those things that's always going to be a classic. It's never going to go out of style. It's always going to be, it's always going to be a thing. People are always going to fall in love and they're always going to want to find that song that connects with them. And, and um, I don't know, I think it's so cool that you can write a love song and people can be like, oh my gosh, me and my husband or me and my wife, we really relate to this or me and my boyfriend, me and my girlfriend, like I've been told that a couple of different times about a couple of the songs that I've written. And to me, that's like the greatest feeling in the world as an artist, as a songwriter, is whenever somebody connects to that kind of stuff that you write or that you create in that way. Oh, that's like the, that's one of the reasons why I love creating because in a way it's like helping people feel and process those emotions. And in a way, it's almost like you're kind of like a therapist for them. And I love that. I love that kind of like thought process and the way that that helps somebody. I, I love the fact that whenever you create, you help people in your own way. So it has its impact for a reason. Sorry. That was like, that like cut out on me for a second. Um, if you had to create a new genre around your style of music, what would you call it? Aside from like the typical labels of like country. Gotta, gotta create yeah. your own little category of one. What is the like a little oh. genre that you would just be, you'd be the like one artist underneath. Like what would you call your own sort of genre oh gosh um what would I oh that's I don't know um gosh I'm really not sure I don't know when you listen to my music what would you think I'm just curious because I'm like uh, I'm stumped I've never thought of that I can't answer the question for you <laughs> <laughs> like um, essentially like if you were to describe it in a way of essentially like a genre, like not even specific to like the, like what we know to be genres, like your country, your pop, your rock, like those kinds of things. But like, what kind of, I've had a lot of people throw like a spin on it. Like if like, it was like some, like in your case, something country or something country pop, where you just kind of add like an extra descriptor that narrows it more specifically down to your style. Like, could be anything there's no wrong answer like, I would say like a young mature country pop and the reason why I say that is because I feel like an old soul and like a, and I know that sounds like really cheesy whenever you say old soul because you see a lot of people say that but like in in effect like that's kind of like the way I like to write is almost like I'm a 50 year old sometimes especially whenever I write like a meaningful love song or anything like that I kind of like to take that perspective and I know that I'm drawn to a lot of people that are kind of like in that same kind of like lane. And I feel like in a way, maybe not so like my breakup songs, because my breakup songs are kind of like more like poppy, very much like Taylor Swifty. Um, but whenever I tend to write like my love songs, they tend to be like more mature and like the not like we're out here like throwing gang signs or something like that or it's like some type of sex nudity kind of like thing but like the maturity like the old age kind of like maturity in there and that's kind of like what I love to write my love songs um so maybe that like a young old bachelor I don't <laughs> I'm having such a hard time like finding like the right thing whenever I get off this call I'm like oh that's what I would say that's what I would have answered with that question <laughs> but for right now that's my mess of an answer <laughs> I would almost just go 
old soul country pop or something like that. Yeah. Throw, throw the maturity part out of there because that usually does suggest other other ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but I got what you were getting at. And then you said old soul. And I was like, well, wait, why isn't that just the answer? I don't know, because I feel like it's thrown around so much. Like you see somebody whenever they go to a um not hating on anybody that does just because I'll do it sometimes but like they'll go and they'll find like an old Levi shirt from like the 1980s and they'll put it on there and they'll like tag old soul or something like that you know just for like the clothes or something like that um but like you know the mentality of it no 100 percent um you're just using it in a way that like you know is descriptive and makes sense rather than like people just trying to be showy like vintage you know right right another right. word that's thrown out a lot so right um is there a song that you've written and released that you think best embodies who you are as an artist kind of in the case of you have one song opportunity to show someone convince them to be your next fan convince them to listen to your stuff convince them just to remember your name beyond that moment what song do you show them to try and essentially sell yourself to them as an artist i would say since i have two songs that come to mind and they're really the two songs that i've already put out but because i've got more than i'm going to be putting out with the ep but hmm, if i was going to go for one I would probably say fell for it. You brought me flowers on the daily. Never would have guessed you were so lazy. I thought you fact that it's got a little bit of like the old soul feel and that it's retrospective and I like that um but it's also got like a bunch of life in it and it's fun and you can listen to it and everybody has been in that place where you're like oh my god fell for all the crap you know this person is not who I thought they were I had rose-colored lenses this is not it this is not it at all and I like the whole vibe, the funness. Um, yeah, I feel like that would be the song. Is there, would you change your answer if this was post EP release? Hmm. I might. There's like, there's no definite answer. Um, it would, it might change to ours based upon like the, the style that I've, started writing in over like the last couple weeks um ours has really like the same kind of like undercurrents 
of like just like a mature like okay well we're setting out for the long haul we'll be okay you know that very like classic kind of sound that classic country kind of like feel singer songwritery maybe it might change to that but I don't know I see more so um sounds of fell for it and like the theme of fell for it being like overall like what I would what I can see my music staying around so you think not only is it an accurate depiction of where you're at currently and what you've done so far but it also seems to be an accurate forecast of what's ahead oh yeah what I love about before is it's just lively and I feel like I do that with my art as well I love I want something that makes somebody feel alive that's like the whole goal of like music right is to do something that connects and makes people feel alive and I feel like that song really does it especially whenever I was going through what I was talking about that song at the time it made me feel that way and so I feel like I don't know I feel like that's just such a good song it's still it's so near and dear to my heart I love it (laughs) that's always a good you know then you're not looking at it like oh I could do these like six different things differently that's good you still like it Mm -hmm. as of right now like everything is always subject to change but 100 percent, 100 percent. every project you put out at some point in time each one of those songs is going to be your favorite mm-hmm. you know it's all it's it's always shifting that's what like I have to admire um Taylor Swift for of course she's re-recording her stuff but I have to admire her for that because she's going back through like all of her old stuff not changing anything like maybe like one or two songs she changed the lyric to but like the restraint that you have to have as an artist to go back and not do anything differently, not even like the way that you sing it. Mm-hmm. Like I got to give her props to that. Cause that's, uh, that's some restraint. Yeah. It's 100% a hard thing to do. I, I had an album that I originally had put out in 2020. The production on it was just brutally not good. And so I, it doesn't exist um, anymore, like on streaming or anything. I'm thinking, I've been thinking about redoing it. I definitely would change a lot of things. I don't think I could keep it 100% the same. I could keep the lyrics mostly the same, but then the rest of the, you know, have to change it up to keep it interesting. But, you know, it's been over three years. So, you know, and to think that she's redoing stuff from 10 years ago and not doing anything with it. Um, we can't all have that kind of restraint. So. I agree. I'm in the same boat with you. I am in the same boat with you. I don't think I could have that kind of restraint. No. I mean, then it's just, you kind of, you might have to just bite the bullet and not, not do it, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe past you would appreciate a more, a, the present you doing it better than they could, you know, think about it that way. Maybe they'd mm-hmm. like to see it better than they made it. Or at least that's oh, yeah. what we'll tell ourselves to make it okay. That's right. That's so, right. Uh, if you had to pick two or three artists that you think your music is like a combination of, who would you choose? Ooh. Um, I would say Chris Stapleton, Taylor Swift, um, Carol King. I would say that those would be three pretty good combinations. What specific 
parts of each of them as like artists do you think like make you choose them as your options like what different pieces from each of them do you think pulls into what you create sure well the th- I love that all three of them are fabulous songwriters um for Carol King it's just her descriptiveness and just how homey her music feels and it's like I can listen to that at any point in my life and be like I can relate to this like it doesn't matter how old you get you can listen to that and just be in awe of the beauty of her writing and then with Taylor I love from an artist standpoint as well that she's very fluid if she wants to go explore something she's going to go explore it if she wants to do country one album pop the next alternative whatever she's going to go do it and I think that that's super cool and I love that um but everything still sounds like her it's not like she's going off the deep end and sounding like a completely different artist like she's keeping her originality in there but trying all different things and I love that um because that's something that I would want to explore as well like outside of country pop maybe one day not right now but maybe one day you know trying different things and I love about Chris Stapleton like his voice is just amazing like the dude is just like there's nobody like him vocally and I love that grit and that raspiness but I love um really the country sound that he has where it's so soulful and it's just like you can tell that it comes from the depths of him you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. it's it's just in there and it is as authentic as it gets and he's just like bellowing it out um and yeah I mean Chris Stapleton is just a powerhouse I that's a lot of what um ours was based off of was the instrumentation that I loved from his music and I was like you know what this is exactly the whole kind of like style he was a big inspiration like his style was for that um that song um I think that all adds up and you could also even throw in like you know Carol King's not like current in the like you know so old soul yes there it goes <laughs> there it goes again um no that definitely kind of all tracks it's right they're all right around that either current country or have been country once before ish borderline um and with just enough not full country to add up to country pop so right um yeah what do you think, or what is an outside passion of yours that you think impacts who you are as an artist? Can I say painting? Yeah, <laughs> that's where I thought this was going to go. <laughs> I would definitely say painting, 100%. Um, it's like my fire and ice, in a sense. It's um, that what I don't express verbally is what I express there. Or like what I want to feel. I feel like whenever I create something like a painting, it's what I want to feel versus what I feel. Like I'll put that like what I feel in my music, but what I want to feel, I feel like I do that in my paintings. If that makes any sense. Interesting. I was just going to ask, how do you like when you're experiencing something, how do you decide whether it's music or whether it's a painting? But I think that I guess I guess you kind of answered the question before I had the chance to ask. 
Well, <laughs> sometimes like with my EP, it's like I have the art and the music where I can combine it. Like there's sometimes where it's just like, it all needs to be documented in every single form like whatever I'm thinking or feeling or whatever it's like it has to go down in both ways and so that was a cool part of this EP that I was like okay I know this is my first one and I'm an overachiever so I want to try to do both of these things and meld them together so given that you kind of did this with the EP I can then ask have you ever noticed when you're like creating music as well as like a painting about the same thing have you ever noticed that they like sometimes maybe don't align completely like you know they don't they visually doesn't represent the same thing as maybe what the song does or is it often that they do kind of seem to be on the same page oh yeah well sometimes whenever I'm creating like they'll align up and I don't even see it at the time because you know, you're an artist, you don't know what you're expressing sometimes until you look back in retrospect. Okay, I was writing, um, you're not crazy at the same time as I was creating this other painting. Um, and this painting looks like a cow on acid. Okay. It's like it, the, the little cat looks like he's on a little acid trip over here. I mean, he's so colorful. He's so much fun. Um, and with the painting, I mean, it's kind of like the same kind of vibe like you're not crazy you know you actually do see this and like the song's basically saying like you're not crazy yes there's things that are happening are happening you know it's the whole kind of like little gist thing there and that actually happens more often than not like if you try to intentionally do it it doesn't really work out sometimes as if you just like naturally let it happen um because the same thing happened with ours as well where I had done this sunflower painting um, and it's had like that same kind of like old soul kind of like homey vibe to it and whenever I was writing hours I mean I was just kind of like in that mood at that time and that's just the similar kind of work just kind of like poured out so it it happens more often than not it just comes out naturally and you look at things in retrospect and you go oh that's what I was doing I can't tell you how many things I've written that I've looked at after the fact and been like, wait, now I get what it means. Cause it just like, sometimes it's like one of the, it's like, you know, it just happens naturally. The words just kind of put together. You're focused more on putting phrases together that make sense as a song rather than like, you know, directly articulating what you're trying to say. It's, you know, it's about the rhyme got to fit the right rhyme scheme and everything like that kind of thing. And then after the fact, I'm like looking at the lyrics and I'm like, there was something here that I didn't know was here before. And now I understand what the hell I was writing. You know, it's, it's, it's all a matter of time to really figure it out. But that, you know, that's the tricky part is you, you get your best stuff when it happens naturally and is less like you know um calculated and intentional with you know oh I'm gonna write this story in this way and do these things and whatnot like the more you kind of give yourself a little bit of freedom to just kind of roam about within it the better yes. it'll turn out but then the downside of that is is if you're just waiting around for it to happen you might be there for a while you know it's the downside. Yeah, so you just got to kind of find the in-between if there is one. 
my thing has always been like to just keep creating and let that be or how it happened naturally because sometimes I will do a painting that looks awful and it will never see the light of day <laughs> but I'm at least doing it you know mm-hmm. and the same thing goes for like a song I mean I could write the worst song but I need to get it out that day and then those same things I'm going to keep it in my head and it's going to help me write this next song that I might actually put out and I always try to just keep like a state of like creation like just at least making it a point even if it's not something that's going to be recorded or that's going to see the light of day in a gallery show to just create it. And if it's awesome and people love it, that's fabulous. It's what we want, but if not, it's okay. You know, you've just don't be so like precious about it. Like, Oh my God, all these ideas, I'm only going to get like four or five of them today. You know, like you're human. You're going to get a lot. I mean, I'm not thinking about the same thing for 10 minutes. I'm not going to have the same ideas for art or things like that. That's only going to last for like, you know, 10 seconds and then it's gone. I feel like, like, just be open to it. Like, it's very like ethereal mindset, I guess. I don't know, but just be open and just constantly create and you're going to create good work. And at the very least, you'll be able to exercise your muscles. So that way, even on an off day, where you're not getting that inspiration, you can still create something that's, you know, it's it's, it's not terrible. <laughs> no, I, I 100% agree in the sense of like, you have to create bad to be able to create the good. Not everything not? you, not, not even the Taylor Swift's and the Chris Stapleton's of the world will have everything that they write turn into gold. It's just mm-hmm. not how it works. You know how much nonsense they've probably written to get out the stuff that they've put out? A lot of nonsense. Absolutely a lot of nonsense. Because you can't, you know, and if you're and if you're just trying to, like you won't do it unless it's going to be great. It's not going to be great then. You know, it's just, you have to be, you have to be willing to fall flat on your face if you want to also be able to finish the marathon, you know, you have to be willing to suck to be good. Cause that's what it is, is like the, it's, it's what you put into it. And if you're putting, if you're only just trying to achieve this one thing and that's mm-hmm. like, all it's about is like just doing, doing it greatly. You're not willing to fail. You're not mm-hmm. doing it right. It's like, you've got to enjoy the journey of it. Cause I heard somebody say that it gives me great comfort to know that I'm never going to create my best painting. I'm never going to create my best work. And that's like a thing because you're always learning. You're always creating Um, like Michelangelo. I think I, I read somewhere like on his deathbed, he was still talking about like, oh, I could have done this hand differently. I know I could have done it a little bit like this way or that way. Like you're always going to be, it goes back to that thing where you're always going to be like creating something new. You're always going to be creating something different. You're always going to see like new ways that you could go back and do different things. Um, It's just, gosh, I could get off on creativity. There's so much there to unpack about creativity, just like theorizing, but the main thing that I always go back to is just being open to creating and letting yourself have that journey. Cause 
you know, the paintings that I was creating whenever I first started are nowhere near the level that I could do now. And I've still got so much room to grow and go and do. I mean, there's so much room. And in five years, I'm probably going to say the same thing about my art now. I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's just part of it. <laughs> no, 100%. And like I said earlier, if you're, if you can't look back at what you've already done and see things that you could do differently or see that it's not at the level that you're creating things now, then you're not doing anything to grow. You're not doing anything to benefit yourself as a creative. You know, it's, we have to be able to look back and hate our previous stuff just to be able to really see like a sense of growth. You know, like if, if I was at the same level I was at three years ago, that album would still exist, you know, because I wouldn't have viewed it any less than what I'm doing now. But mm -hmm. it's all about the journey. You're 100% right. What do you think the ideal listening scenario is for someone to consume your music? Like, what would you kind of set as the scene to just play your stuff? In what, in what scene of the movie is your song the soundtrack or your music the soundtrack? Mm. Well, with this, I kind of have to divide like the pop stuff and then like my country mm -hmm. because they kind of, I see both of them having like different places where you sit at. Like I could see like my country side of my music being the stuff that maybe you would put on at the end of the movie. Like maybe when you're either like sitting back after everything's happening, you're kind of at rest, you're kind of at peace. And you've either got like that coffee mug or you're putting like the record on and you're about to dance with like the romantic love interest or something like that. Or then you've got like the, my poppier stuff where I could see where somebody's just like, they get to like that climax of where they're angry, they're ticked off and they are about to get their crap done. Whatever it is they got to do to make their point, to win the movie, whatever it is, like that's where I could see like my pop stuff kind of like being like that kind of anthem, like, you know, that riling up little thing that, yeah, I could see that being there. <laughs> Fair enough. And I do, I, I do think different sort of styles fit better in different positions. So having sort of a duality of it, of this is the pop, this is the country. It checks out. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think sets you apart from other independent artists? Oh, I would say it would also be like the paintings that I bring to the table. There's a lot of that. I would say that like, um, I have like a little bit of duality and creativity in that aspect. I would say that that's something different that I bring. Um, I would also say like the old soulness, like the more, um, you know, just the, old soul kind of like thoughts that I like to put pen to paper on that um because I feel like there's some music out there right now that is so trivial and you can tell that it's just being written to be put out and it's there's like no meaning to it and there's no and when there's no meaning there's no ability for like humans to be able to connect to it and it's just like this song that's got like all the technical parts right, but 
it doesn't have that thing to it because it it just doesn't mean anything you know yeah I mean I think I think there's kind of there's two essentially general types of music and it's the music for the sound of it and music for the story of it where there's ones like that you can connect more to and they you know they sound good too there's it's not just about the story they sound good as songs and as tracks and everything but then there's also ones that are just kind of created for the sake of being played at a party or being you know for certain sorts of vibes and stuff but both you know both are art in their own way both are creative works in their own way it's just you know some play different roles than others yeah I don't want to make it sound like I like I'm like well this stuff is bad you know (laughs) I don't want to sound like that whatsoever it's just it's not something that at this moment in time because I never want to trap myself in a hole and be like I would never do this I would never do that but like for right now, I just I don't see that being like for right now I don't see that being me like I'm very much a very much like a thinking kind of person like I very much um what's a good word for it like it'll come back to me later again like just like the other title thing that you were asking me for earlier it'll come back to me later and be like this is how I should have answered this <laughs> like a very like emotionally sensitive person I would consider myself because I don't know it's the singer songwriter emotional sensitive stereotype coming out there but <laughs> I don't know I just see that that being me now like 10 years down the road I don't know <laughs> we're we're on this artist journey together folks I don't there's no telling what's gonna happen but for right now that's where I am no yeah 100 percent. and I think you know they both everything serves its purpose everything happens for a reason in the sense of why it transpires in the way that it does so um but yeah I mean there's there's all kinds of music out there which is a really cool thing in the way that you know it all serves its different roles um but yeah uh what impact do you ultimately want to have with your music and with your artistry I want it to be twofold I want to be able to provide some sort of understanding for somebody that like you know you're not crazy for the emotions that you go through and the experiences that you go through um because a lot of times I feel like we shut ourselves out from the world um and we look at everybody else and they're carrying themselves so well or at least we think that they are but inside we're like what in the world I'm going through all these things and everybody else seems to be fine you know why can't I be like everybody else whenever it comes to that and I want to be somebody as an artist that can go you know what it is okay for whatever you're going through and to have like a song that'd be like you know whatever you're going through you can sit down and like okay it's okay that I'm going through these things and nobody else is perfect they've just figured out how to hide it better than you have you know and then twofold I would also want it to whenever people listen to my stuff I want them to feel like a sense of joy and happiness and therefore for them to feel like they've got some sort of life factor there that's the ultimate goal for my paintings is both of those things as well 
is for them to feel understood and to feel like they've gotten a little slice of happiness or felt like a little bit of life come back into themselves whenever they experience anything that I create because I feel like those are two things that everybody could use a little bit more of I know I could use a little bit more of it (laughs) no and I think that's a really like heartfelt kind of thought behind it you know you're it extends beyond just the art in itself it's the impact that it has the community it can create and everything else it'll do along the way um you know having that sort of intention and mindset wrapped around it just kind of you know whether you realize it or not or whether it's intentional or not shapes what you're creating and what you're outputting so it's it's always cool to see what kind of intention there is behind the creative projects oh yeah it's it's just so important to be human uh, that's whenever it comes out and just be human and help the person on down the road because you know whenever you were in their position you always wish that you had that so be that for somebody else you know 100 i think that brings us to the last question which is ultimately the concept behind the podcast which is why music because music is the binding thing that is a form of self-expression like no other music is it connects us all as humans i mean we all sing to get out the emotions that we're feeling or express the emotions that we're feeling if we're feeling sad what do we do we go to music if we're going through a breakup we go to music if we're just like absolutely in love beyond belief we go to music if we're struggling with like family stuff or we're wondering what to do what do we do we typically get in our car we turn on the radio and we just like absorb and we think and we process and it's that binding thing that as humans there's no restrictions on how we help each other there's no restrictions basically on what's saying what's talked about and just it's the most eloquent beautiful form of humanity that we can express even more so than paintings i would say it's a real sophie's choice now (laughs) put it this way i feel like verbally you're gonna be able to maybe receive something quicker than like an image because yes, a picture is worth a thousand words. Painting is worth a thousand words. But the lifetime impact that just like a few words can have of like telling somebody in a way that they can receive it and really take it to heart is immeasurable. Because I can write words on a canvas, but it's so different whenever you hear it coming out of somebody's mouth or you can really feel it like not saying that like painting is a secondary way of expressing by any means, but like when it comes to like that human connectedness, like paintings are beautiful and they can do that too. But there's, there's something special whenever you tell somebody, I love you, you know? No, 100%. They, you know, there's a reason that there are the different forms of art that there are. They all serve their different 
purposes. They all play their different roles. There's something to be said for all of it, you know, and it's, I think, not to be biased, but I think music is almost the most, like, untouchable, if you will. Like, you know, like, it'll forever be this evergreen thing that doesn't lose its impact, doesn't lose its clear, like, purpose in culture and in the world. Like, it'll always be this huge thing because of the impact it can have and because of, you know, the way we receive things. Um, so that 100% makes sense. Because it's like with uh, going back to art too, it's like you can show and the only way you can't really tell with music, I can show and tell. I can show you with the True. description. I can tell you. It's just, you know, I could tell you, I guess in a way I could, if I wrote it on like a painting, I guess you could, if you included like words and text and images into your painting. Um, but just from the way that I create, like, yeah, I mean, both of them can display emotion, but I feel like whenever it comes to that natural human experience and whenever you want somebody to understand what you're saying quick without having to go through all the extra things, like I can connect you with like a loved one. If you give me a loved one, I can paint them and I can make you feel connected to them. If you want me to paint like a landscape that you grew up and you saw as a child and you played that place as a child, I can paint that. But like when you create music, I can tell you about, I can guide you through like all the emotions and the expressions. When I give you a painting, I leave you there and you have your own interpretation. But whenever I have like my own music, I can help you like guide you through a story or tell you something or help like spark off little things. I don't know, but I just feel like there's so much that you can do with music that's different from art. And there's so much from art, it's different from music and, you know, it's it's just so much there's just so much there. No, 100%. And that's why we will never run out of all these different creative things. Like we'll never run out of music. We'll never run out of new visual art. You know, it's, there's so much that hasn't been created yet. Isn't that cool? Just to think about that. There's the greatest song. We haven't heard it yet. Our favorite song. We probably have never heard it yet. I mean, that's amazing to think about. It's mind-boggling in a way so sorry about what's probably behind me right now <laughs> the lawnmower <laughs> <laughs> all good all good um well i think that brings us to the end of this episode of the why music podcast check back again next week for another conversation with another independent artist thanks for listening